Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Do you believe that you need an insurance company, or do you believe that God will provide your needs? And there are people that you've never met before who are going to pray for you and meet your needs. There's another way. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. Welcome to Cross Politic. And no, do not change anything. You are at the right place. I am Darren Doan and I am filling in. I'm the guest host today for the water boy, Pastor Sumter, and of course Chocolate Knox. There won't be any cool sound effects, shotguns, boom, amens, any of that stuff. Nope, it's just me and who am I? I'm a filmmaker, I'm a small business owner. Um, I run a creative agency. I'm a music video director by trade. I work with bands like Shinedown and Kid Rock, Day to Remember, Blink-182, Jason Mraz, the list goes on and on. I make movies, feature films, documentaries. Uh, I did a film called Collision uh, with Douglas Wilson and uh, the late Christopher Hitchens. Um, I do a lot of stuff and I also have my own podcast called The Donecast over on Spotify and iTunes and all that good stuff. Um, where I talk about content creation and just getting stuff done and no excuses. Um, it's just about the hustle and grind of making things. And so here I am today living out what I tell people to do, which is that when you get an opportunity to communicate, uh, because I believe content communication is the most powerful tool uh, in the world right now, um, you jump on that opportunity. So it's great to be here um, with the Cross Politic family. I know there's Fight, Laugh, Feast members. There's that whole world there. You're getting stuff. And uh, thank you for supporting my friends. It's a big deal. Uh, that when they started this, uh, I remember thinking like, wow, how are they going to pull this off with everything else they have going on? And now here they are years into it. And um, I'm, I'm fired up because you got the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference coming up in October uh, in Nashville. So if you haven't signed up or registered for that, you got to get there. Let me just tell you that right now. I'm hoping to be there. I've been invited, but Gabe has invited me to come do things and then it just doesn't happen or he kicks me off the panel. It's a long thing. I don't want to get into it. Either way, Gabe has said he's bringing me to the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, an after-hours event. That's what we're trying to put together uh, where there would be no rules and I will not be censored in any way, shape, or form. So um, I love Gabe, he knows that, and I wanna get out there to Nashville with you guys. So sign up for the Fight, Laugh, Feast, Network, event, conference, extravaganza. 
Uh, this is what it's all about, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, is that you know where are we right now in the world? You know when when you get asked to guest host uh, an episode across politic, and you have everything that's going on right now. You've got COVID nineteen pandemic. You've got riots. You got Black Lives Matter. You got Antifa. You got you know protesters, you know, you got people saying that we should stay in, we shouldn't stay in, we got all this information coming in, you know, we got people saying that we have all this racism in, in America, how are we going to deal with it, you know, um, do we just get rid of the police, do we defund the police, what do we mean by that, you know, and then we've got people on this side saying, you know, Christians saying, well, we should defund the police, maybe not the way that Liberals are saying defund the police, but maybe we should defund the police. We don't have a biblical basis for the police, but we could have private you know, security systems in the world and all that, and government shouldn't be paying for this. I mean, this is the absolute worst time to be guest hosting uh, cross politics because I don't know if I'm qualified as a filmmaker um, and content creator to talk about all those things. But what I'd like to do is talk about what I do feel qualified to discuss is content communication. Um, I believe communicating through content, through podcasts, through social media, the internet, um, writing, blogs, memes, it is where we are at right now. If, if you're not communicating by way of content, I just don't think you exist in the world right now. Um, that is where all voices are, and for the time being, the, um, the, the war for ideas um, is happening here on social media. And so I do have a lot of things to say about that. What I, what I first want to do is give a little bit, um, as best I can, I've got 28 minutes and 20 seconds, so I've got my timer here. See, on my podcast, uh, I don't have a set time. So this is, you know, for me, I've, I've got to follow the format here. You know, I've got 23 minutes or so left here. Um, so I'm going to be doing my best. I'll be checking here. I've got some notes here I'll, I'll be looking down at. I, I want to try to give you guys a ton of value right now for the time that you're, that, that you're giving me right now to talk to you. So let's, let's jump right to the punchline, and then I'll see if I can't make the case for what I think the, the punchline is. Uh, the punchline, what I'm going to say is right now, there is no cohesive anything. There's no cohesive philosophy there's no cohesive theology. There's no cohesive uh, political um, agenda in, you know, in America right now. Nothing is cohesive. No one has a standard by which to agree on anything right now. And because of that, kind of makes things really scary because people aren't agreeing on anything. You know, I mean, literally nothing. Um, people don't even agree if we went to the moon or not. People don't even agree if the earth is round or flat anymore. I mean, that's, that's where we've gotten right now. I mean, literally, it's like no one agrees on anything. Okay? But I think that is, that's where we're at, so we have to deal with that. Okay? So that's, that's the punchline, is that there is no more sense of commonality in any way, shape, or form in America. Okay, now, that said, let's back up. One of my favorite theologians, James B. Jordan, um, wrote a little book, uh, Crisis, Opportunity in the Christian Church. I read it a long, uh, long time ago. Um, but, what, but what Jim sets out in that book has really helped me uh, navigate the world. It's helped me navigate business. It's helped me navigate kind of culture. And in a nutshell, he talks about that the whole world 
uh, and you see this in the Bible, uh, moves from tribes, groups of people, they build into a nation or nations, and then eventually nations form empires. So the whole world moves from tribes to nations to empires. And then eventually the empires are too big, you can't maintain them, and then they crumble and they break and they fall apart and you go back to tribes. And you see that all throughout the Bible. And when I read that, that really helped me understand what I wanted to do, even from a business standpoint, is because I was trying to identify who was I with my business. Was I an empire of a business? Well, no, I was a small little business. I had my little creative agency, film production company. I was a little tiny tribe of, of a business. And as a little tribe, I would work with nations, right? So I'm a little tribe and Warner Brothers Records would hire me, our Sony you know, films would hire me. And so here I am, the tribe, making a deal with you know, the you know, nation. Uh, and then the nation, you know, whether it was the record company or, or whether it was uh, you know, a, a film studio, would then make a deal with the empire. And the empire was the big distribution outlets, right? The, you know, the iTunes of the world and the Googles of the world and the theater chains of the world or the Comcasts, you know, of, of the world, the AT&Ts where all the, you know, content would be, you know, that's where it was distributed through them. So I'm, I'm a little tiny tribe here. I make deals with the nations. The nations have their deals with the empires. And that really kind of helped me see kind of what I was doing because there were times when I realized that um, when I was talking to other people in the film community, a little, you know, like I'm talking to other tribes, right? And then when I go have a meeting with the record company, I kind of put, you know, I kind of talk to the, the nation a little bit, you know, differently, you know, when I would go in there and have those, you know, meetings. And every now and again, you get an opportunity to go up to the empire, talk to some pretty high level people. And that's a different conversation, just the way you present yourself and what you do. Um, this kind of helped me understand kind of how the world really worked. Uh, especially as a Christian. And once I got to see that, it just, it really helped me kind of go, okay, wait, wait, how, how did God make the world, right? How does, how do things move? And then where are we within that, you know, world? And so this, it, it kind of blew my mind because I could kind of, you know, see this everywhere. Um, I worked for a company called Hurley, um, clothing company, surf brand. And to me, that was the best example of really, kind of understanding kind of how the tribe, nation, empire um, picture worked because, you know, Hurley started off as a, you know, a couple surfers who had an idea um, to kind of create this clothing brand that was much more culture kind of centered with music and surfing and skating. And so, you know, they, they were just a little teeny tiny tribe. And then they kind of went from being a teeny tiny tribe, you know, talking to other, you know, surfers and, and, and athletes and maybe uh, surf, you know, uh, shop owners, little, little, you know, little, little mom and pop stores where they, they kind of then formed Hurley and then Hurley kind of becomes this bigger thing. And it's not just a thing out of your garage. It's a thing that's now, you know, um, employing hundreds of people. And next thing you know, you know, you're getting bigger and you have a, a campus location and you see and you, you become this nation. And, and the difference between sort of tribal world and kind of, nas kind of national world, kind of tribe to nation is, you know, tribes center around a few people 
a few families who are kind of doing things, usually have a leader or a chief at the center of it. And they tell stories of old and they and they kind of have a history of your family and what you're trying to do and and who you are as a as a family. But when tribes get together with other tribes and they form a nation, all of a sudden it's not just singular. It's not the individual family. Now it's families coming together. And now all of a sudden, what makes a nation different than a tribe? Well, you know, nations have their national colors and they have a flag and they have ideals that they all kind of believe in and represent. And, you know, it's a nation. There's more rules and there's laws and how you govern. And it's not just the individual. It's a group of people and there's more money. And, you know, with with more money, you can protect yourself, you know, with, you know, you can have a little army, you know, you, you know, that's, that's what nations do, you know, and nations also are defined by their borders, right? They say we do this, but we don't do that, right? Tribes can kind of roam, right? Nations have defined borders and they have a flag and they have a common language and they all work together. That's what, that's what Hurley was. It kind of grew into this nation. Well, eventually Nike shows up and Nike bought Hurley. Nike is a great example of the empire, right? Massive billion dollar company, makes a deal with a nation, buys them, doesn't just absorb them into the empire. They still want Hurley to operate as as a nation, right? But they fund it. They give it money. They give them protection. They give them um, access to technology to design things, you know? Um, That's what the empire does when it has a relationship with a nation, right? So it's not that we just see this in the world, we do, but we also see this in life. We, we, we see this in how people move, right? And so you can be in a tribe, but then you can kind of have your eye over there on that nation and say, hey, I really wouldn't mind getting a job over there. You know, I, if I join the nation, then I get maybe health care, I get more protection, I get, I get these benefits, I get this cool shirt, I get to walk around, I get, I, I get to be a part of something. Hey, I, I work here, you know? So you see this, whether you're the little tribal surf guy that joins Hurley or you're the little tribal, you know, software engineer that joins Google or Amazon. You join something and that brings you into that new world and there's more laws and there's rules and there's all that, but there's benefits. So, you know, that really opened my eyes to kind of just how I saw things and kind of where I saw myself in the middle of that. And when you understand where you're at in the middle of that, then you kind of know which moves to make um, in regards to, okay, if I'm going to, you know, if let's say I'm, a, let's say I'm Darren Doan, the tribe, and I'm still very tribal. Like I'm, I'm a tribal company and that I just, it's my family and me and it's our company uh, and we work with other people. And so we have kind of allegiances in one sense. We have partnerships with nations and empires, but ultimately we're very tribal. And that really kind of helped me just see kind of how the world worked. And, but here we are now and um, in America and we have America as an actual empire. You know, America has grown from a bunch of tribal people that came here, they formed the nation, that nation became, you know, uh, made deals and partnerships and pacts with other nations um, and became an empire. But all empires crumble, they collapse. And we are in the midst, I believe, um, of this nation, excuse me, of this empire crumbling. Um, so what does that mean? 
Well, there's there's a lot of ways in which we can see the effects of the crumbling, and that's why what that's what I alluded to earlier. Part of the crumbling is all those things you need to be a nation and an empire start to fall apart when people don't agree on how the world was created, who we are as people, um, what truth is, is there objective truth, is there such a thing as any kind of objective standard, you know, in the empire of America, we had the constitution, you know, but you can just throw that out now, like whatever, you know, and um, we, you know, we, we can keep having more amendments or we can create new laws or we can, you know, and so what, what, what makes America interesting, though, is, is for, for such a long time, we, we, we had common ground. You know, we, we had a Christian, you know, civilization. We had a Christian culture. So people agreed on some very basic things, you know. And even if you weren't maybe super religious, as some people would say, you understood that most people were. And they went to church on Sunday and they believed in God, you know. Um, their particular views on you know, the, people understood the commonality of what Americans believed. Um, and you had a couple of news sources, whether it be, you know, the major television networks or, you know, a couple of newspapers. People all read the same and watched the same five or six media outlets. And so you could kind of shape and form the consensus of what the empire believed or what it should believe. Well, it's 2020 now. And all of those things that kept us, you know, radio, TV, print, all those things that kept us, you know, even philosophy, you know, education and how we viewed the world. And was there even such a thing as absolutes? Yes, there were absolutes. People believed in absolutes. There were moral absolutes. There were all these things that people ultimately agreed on. And maybe they had different ways in which they worked that out, but they had agreement. And because you had media and content all um, guiding us, you, you had a pretty good consensus across the whole empire of America. Well, that's gone now. You know, I think about even in my own life and probably in yours, like right now, if you're listening to this, the fact that if you're even listening to my voice right now or watching me on TV is proof that the mainstream or the main sources we had are gone. They're absolutely done. The fact that you may give me 30 minutes of your time today, as opposed to NBC, you know, CBS, ABC, or the New York Times, or the LA Times, or the Washington Post, whatever. The fact that you're even listening to this or watching this proves my point that we now have so many sources, so many fractured sources of information. Okay, myself personally, I used to watch Fox News a lot. I don't even watch Fox News anymore. I got rid of cable. I get almost all of my political insights and news updates by people like Gabe Wrench, you know, on Facebook, or Marcus Pittman, or Apologia. I have friends who I really trust their opinions because I know who they are, I know what their worldview is, and I know what they think on things, and if they have an opinion on something, then I want to hear what they have to say. So I... I and we no longer trust the gatekeepers who used to have control of the narrative. I now trust, you know, if I hear something's going on in regards to, you know, pro-life movement, you know, politics and sort of in that area, I look to see what Marcus Pittman thinks. I look to see what David Shannon is saying. I look to see, to see what Gabe Wrench has got on, on the, these are just people. 
And so e- even though there's this, this criticism of echo chambers, it's not, it's not echo, ch- first of all, it's, it's always been an echo chamber, for, you know, first of all. Um, but secondly, I have friends that are more diverse on subjects than new sources ever gave me. So I have friends who are super far-right conservative. I have friends that are liberal. I have friends that are more libertarian conservative. I have friends that are pure, you know, it's, it's theonomy mixed with post-millennialism. I, 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 and I can see all these different things, right, coming out. So when the left was crying for, you know, defund the police, right, it looks like, oh, it's crazy leftist. But I got all my friends on this side going like, well, actually, from a theonomic standpoint, we don't see a police system biblically. We shouldn't have a government-funded police system, people walking around. You know, they're the only ones with firearms and weapons. And so I'm here, like, that's... That's what makes everything amazing right now is you see the empire is crumbling. That freaks people out. But if you keep in mind tribe, nation, empire, empires crumble and we go back to tribes, then at least you have a sense of what is happening. And so for someone like me, I'm not that scared or freaked out. There's elements about the transition that I think are going to be scary, but it's not scary when I think that this is how God always moves throughout history and we're crumbling and we're going to tribes right and those tribes have been they've been forming you know think of the homeschool movement right homeschooling has been a tribe that's growing and growing and so you know um church denominations different groups we're seeing you know splinters and you know because people are believing x y and z and we don't believe that we don't think that's biblical okay we're going to form this all these things are crumbling these sort of empires you know presbyterianism historically we're seeing a you know crumbling of that and new groups are going to come out of that it's all these tribes are popping up right now the fact that you listen across politic these are this this is tribal because we're no longer listening to the empire. Okay? We are finding other tribes that we associate with and that we agree with. Um, I think this creates a huge opportunity for Christians right now because again, all the gatekeepers are gone. And social media, which is just the internet. I mean, this is um, this this is the printing press. I mean, this 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 is the printing press on steroids. You know, times a thousand. You know, this is what what we have available to us. I mean, you you think about this. You you could be listening to this right now, and you could say, you know what? I have a voice too. There's things I want to be talking about, and you could take your iPhone, and you could just hit voice memo, and you could hit that voice memo, and you could record anything you want to say. And you, you could create a podcast. And it could be up within three days on iTunes and Spotify. And then you could say, well, I want to do t-shirts. I want to do coffee mugs. I want to create coffee. Or maybe I, I want to offer as a part of my um, podcast um, really good steaks. Steaks that I really enjoy. It'll be branded with your name. You, you could go to Shopify, create an account, create all these things, tell people these things are available, and you can never leave your house and all these things can be available. You can never touch the t-shirt 
and yet t-shirts can be shipped out all over the world. You could never ever have to figure out how to kill a cow and get steaks. Someone's making steaks somewhere that they will white label and brand with your name on it or coffee. All of that can be done without ever having to leave your house. You can have an idea right now. You can go to a website, you can use your phone, you can create this content and you can communicate. And you can be selling things. You can have a business literally within one hour. The reason why you can do that is because the empire of commerce and business is also crumbling. It's not just one, two, or three companies that control how it is you sell things, distribute things, produce things. You now have access to the entire world to make anything, and people will ship it all over the world for you. And if there's someone out there who likes what you're doing and they want to buy it and they're into it, you literally don't have to do anything except create it. Okay? So, all these things tie in because 10 years ago, you couldn't do that. 10 years ago, you couldn't share you know, a show like CrossPolitik anywhere. It's just, it did, you, there was no way to do that. You couldn't just start your own TV show without having to have hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, uh, a deal with a television network. Uh, there's so many things you had to do. Podcasting didn't really exist the way we, th we think of it now on all the different platforms, social media. I mean, you can have a podcast, but your podcast can also be video and it can be on Instagram now. It can be 10 to 15 minutes long, Facebook. I mean, everywhere. Everything is possible now. But everything is possible because the empire um, structures are crumbling. And so when I look out in the world today and I see what's happening, you see the rioting, okay? You see something like COVID-19 and the pandemic and who's giving us information. Is it just the CDC? Is it the World Health Organization? Who do we trust? Or do we trust this doctor who posted something on Facebook and that seems more reasonable? You see, we're, we're at this point right now where, again, there's no commonality. Now, now, the downside to there being no commonality is literally you could be talking to somebody and realize that from in the last 10 years, they, they, you know, they went from 10 to being 20 years old, and they actually think we never went to the moon. Or they actually think that the world is flat, and they're flat earthers. And you're kind of like, wait, wait, wait. Like, that, that didn't exist 20 years ago because we all had an agreement on things. You know? So it's not just that you have a, a kind of a crazy form of relativism right now, because we, we, we do have a form of relativism right now in regards to just all information. What can you believe? What have you seen? What's doctored up? What's deep fake? What is, you know, like there, there, there are a lot of problems that are, that, that are going to come with all of this and that are already here. But this is where we are at, and I kind of wanted to give a little perspective today on why I'm kind of excited and why I'm staying pretty positive in, in, in the midst of all this stuff. Um, social media, content, I mean, everyone has an opportunity to get in the game right now. Right? If you believe something, you can get in the game, right? And you can only get in the game right now at this level because the empire is crumbling, and we're back to tribes. So everything we're doing right now, you listening to this, me making this, you know, what, what it took to even do this 10 years ago as opposed to now, um, so much is possible because all of the empires, you know, are crumbling. So I just wanna encourage people, you know, um, one, to think about what's happening, see what's happening, 
you know, I was looking uh, this morning in the news and I was looking at all these pictures of, you know, I think it was Atlanta and the Wendy's. They had burnt down the Wendy's. They, they were protesting and there was a person standing there, you know, and, you know, holding the sign. The Wendy's is burning behind them. I mean, look, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a photographer. Trust me, that that moment didn't just get captured like maybe you would have to capture a moment in the 1960s, you know, at a protest with a long lens and you get this this image of somebody burning themselves or what crazy. People know the game. These people are posing for these pictures. People know how to get them. I can almost imagine being like, oh, could you just turn left a little bit? Let's get that sign. Fires, boom, let's get that great picture. Let's take it, right? And people are working with them. How's this angle? Let's get my shirt off. I'll be all muscly and ripped. Okay, let's get this. I'll, I'll, I'll put the mask on. Look, I mean, everyone is using social media. Everyone is using, you know, uh, content and platforms to tell their narrative. Um, and this is what I talk about all about on my podcast, you know, the Donecast. Um, you know, that's what I spend my entire life, you know, doing now as a creative agency is helping people think about content, visuals, how we communicate, content communication. How do we look at these images? How do we look at things on, on you know, Instagram and Facebook and CNN and Fox News and HuffPost and CrossPolitik? What's happening? What, you know... Christians need to understand that um, it's a new day. Um, we are in tribalism right now. And with tribalism, yes, there's not going to be a lot of commonality. But what we're doing right now as Christians, even by listening to this and communicating with one another, hopefully getting out to Nashville for the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference, is we are finding other tribes out there who have commonality. Because the next step is going to be through all of us tribes connecting that at some point there will be um, a new nation and that nation and new empire and Christ is king. And that's what we want to focus on as we build our tribes, nation and empires is keeping Christ as king. I'm about to be out of time. So I got to do I got to do the end. Um, like I said, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. If you got kids, go baptize them. Until then, cross politic guys. Until they come back, love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Love your neighbor yourself. Go fight, laugh, feast. Okay, I think we got it. Boom. Thank you. <laughs>